0: Parag Parek Rajiv Thakur. Okay, so just a kind of a starting point, what is your underlying investment philosophy or view on the market which drives your philosophy? Do you believe markets are efficient, non-efficient, how you can make money?
1: Okay, we are active fund manager so as a corollary, we think markets are not efficient all of the time. So. They may be efficient in a sphere. They may be efficient a lot of the time, but Mm -hmm. not all of the time. So there is uh, a certain value that an active manager can add. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, we actually even go one step behind. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are in tune with Seth Klarman's thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you have come across this, but Seth Klarman says this. Imagine a world... Mm -hmm. Where there are no active managers.
2: Hmm.
1: There are only index fund managers. Hmm. In such a world. uh, Obviously there are no analysts. There are no fund managers. Nothing. Hmm. Whichever company is there. Hmm. Gets capital by default. Whichever Hmm. company is listed. Because that's Hmm. the way it is. If an IPO were to come out no one would be willing to buy the IPO because that is not in the index at the Mm. time of the IPO Mm. by definition people can't so Mm. no new capital gets formed Mm. any merger any spin-off any resolution on managerial compensation Mm. virtually anything that the management wants to do Mm. gets done by default because why waste costs on voting the resolution or have people who even analyze it you are going to get returns by default In such a scenario, Hmm. while the investors in aggregate Hmm. will save on the asset management fees and will uh, Hmm. be more efficient in that manner, Hmm. but the market as a whole will get a lower return because the stewardship will not be there. No one will be uh, monitoring what is Hmm. going on.
2: Hmm.
1: So that's at the broader philosophical level. From our own point of view also again uh, people talk about uh, efficient markets and people talk about index investing and all. What index to invest in? Hmm. So uh, is there a global index or maybe there is a MSCI, but that is uh, practically not investable for the lay investor. Hmm. So should the investor uh, buy into a Large cap index, a mid cap index, a small cap index, should an investor go overseas, what time to buy bonds, what time to buy equities. So effectively you are in a vehicle with autopilot and with technology which is probably not as good as Google's driverless cars. So we believe that active managers do have a role to play. Uh, Index funds are good because it keeps excessive fees and excessive costs in check from the uh, uh, active managers. So otherwise, everyone would be going in for 2 and 20 kind of structures. So index funds uh, act as a counterbalance. But I think both have their own uh, role to play.
0: Okay. Okay. So I believe your philosophy is value. Uh, But as I was telling Zidane on the way here, There's value and there's value. Everyone defines it differently. How do you define value investing?
1: So we are more of the uh, Buffett school kind of, uh, have a Buffett kind of approach rather than pure Benjamin Graham kind of approach. So we don't mind paying a bit more for quality names. Mm -hmm. It's not just uh, your typical net nets or low price to book or high dividend deal or Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm And in my view, this is especially relevant in a country like India, Mm -hmm. where you can't be uh, excessively focused on Benjamin Graham kind of net nets in a -hmm. value style. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that there is very little scope for uh, shareholder activism. Mm -hmm. If you are in a different market, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe you can... Uh, launch a hostile takeover or you can throw the board out or you can effect management change or you can force them to pay more dividends or to spin off a loss making units, mm. etc. We don't have those kind of things happening here. Mm. In which case you are dependent on the promoters mm. to deliver value to you.
2: Mm.
1: Now typically when you say intrinsic value is here, mm. And market prices here. You expect market price to move up Mm. to the intrinsic value. Mm. But in a lot of Graham kind of situations, what happens is intrinsic value moves down Mm -hmm. to the market price, Mm. which is not really what you are looking for. Mm. So we do uh, focus on quality apart from the uh, Mm. numbers where
0: Mm. uh,
1: they indicate the stock is undervalued or things like that.
0: So, Prath mentioned a little bit about your um, filtering or fundamentals before you get to the valuation part. I uh, mentioned management and modes and all that. Can you just talk us through some of the filters you use to filter the universe to an investable universe?
1: Management quality is a big filter for us. So, any promoter group which is known to uh, destroy wealth regularly and to uh, have actions which are not minority shareholder friendly
2: hmm.
1: uh, we tend to avoid those kind of groups so hmm. that is one strong filter the other is uh, more of a sectoral filter so uh, some sectors which are very capital intensive or where a return on capital is very low hmm. uh, in those kind of sectors sometimes you may get a cyclical bounce or something like that but those hmm. are very short-lived ones hmm. so to give you a well-known example you would, for example stay away from airline stocks
0: because airlines have never made money have never made money hmm. okay what else
1: so once these two are there hmm. uh, the management quality and uh, the sectoral filters hmm. Hmm. then obviously you should have some understanding of the business if hmm. something is too esoteric hmm. the numbers may look very good hmm. uh, high return on equity and consistent growth and whatnot, But if hmm. at the basic level, you don't have a clue as to how the company is hmm. making money, then we would probably give it a pass.
0: But do you? how would you filter? Do you filter on return on equity or return on investment? What, what do you filter on?
1: In terms of financial parameters, hmm. return on equity is a very strong parameter. But if that comes as a result of very high leverage, then we would eliminate it. So, high
0: yeah. return equity but low leverage. Yes. Okay. So, we were talking earlier, and the, the investable universe comes down to about 100 stocks. Uh, about that? 100
1: stocks would be in the very active kind of thing, but mm. broadly it would be 500, 600 names which could come into that shorter 100 okay. kind of list.
0: Okay. And then, what? Do you maintain stock models at each level? Do you work with brokers? How, does it, how do you do research on these stocks?
1: So, cell-side research can act as a starting point or act as a additional uh, filter or sometimes you would like to seek a contrarian view. If we have a positive view, we would seek out a negative cell-side view or mm. vice versa. Mm. So, just to check whether our thinking is correct or not. But mm. essentially, it would be uh, the research work would be done in-house. Finally, we would come Hmm. to our own Hmm. judgment on that.
0: So how many um, stocks do you maintain models on?
1: See, ultimately there is one model, which is uh, what is the cash flow that is going to come from now to eternity. Hmm. You discount it to the
0: current value. But you maintain that on every stock that you say 100, 500 stocks? Do you have stock models on that?
1: See, the, the thing about equity is that While the formula is well known in terms of you plot out the cash flows Mm. for each year for Mm. many years into the future and you Mm. discount that to the present, Mm. you don't know what those cash flows will be with precision. So, uh, what we follow is uh, what Buffett says. He says that if you need to do complicated spreadsheets to come out, with an intrinsic value, probably you have got it wrong. You uh, shouldn't buy that company. Mostly we would love to go in with no-brainers. In the sense, the worst case scenario, if that is going to give you intrinsic value, which is above your purchase price or somewhere close, Mm. then whatever, if it's a realistic scenario or an optimistic scenario, then all that is... Hmm. additional return to you Hmm. so we wouldn't have very complicated models in that sense it would be a simple one para write up or it could be three parameters in a spreadsheet kind of thing
2: right it wouldn't be uh,
1: model the raw material prices and work out the delta and uh, work out different sales uh, growth numbers and things like that it wouldn't be a very complicated kind of spreadsheet analysis
0: so, they, so primarily that's done by the sales side anyway and you would only sit there and discuss what your view is different from the sales side?
1: No, sales side don't do it but uh. Uh, that is not something that uh, we use in our investment. Okay, Singapore's. give me an
0: example. So for example, pick a stock, pick any stock. You have some stock Le- in the
1: I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So let's look at the banking space for example. Hmm. We have Axis Bank in our
0: Say Bank, huh? portfolio. Hmm.
1: Now, uh, if you look at the sector in India,
2: Mm.
1: you have most of the sector being, uh, uh, most of the market share being with public sector players.
2: Mm.
1: It's a sector where there's licensing.
2: Mm. You
1: even very capable people can't
2: Mm.
1: uh, get up in the morning and decide they want to start a bank. Mm. Foreign banks are allowed in India, but with their hands tied back, it Mm. works on a reciprocal basis. Mm. Indian banks are not allowed to grow overseas, so we Mm. don't allow their banks to grow over here. Mm. So that leaves, and there are quite a few private sector players, but some of them have been around for decades, Mm. haven't made their mark,
2: Mm.
1: Uh, others are too small. So essentially you are left with three players who are running it as a business and who have achieved a certain scale and uh, market share and brand recall and all. You have HDFC bank, ICACI and Access. Mm. You have in the country huge sections of the population Mm. who do not have a bank account at all. Mm. Uh, Those people are going to come into the banking space. Mm you have a real gdp growth of somewhere between 5% and 8% wherever we come plus you have a inflation tolerance of about 5% 6% so if you say, so overall the money supply grows at 15 16% for the mm. sector as a whole year on year so that growth is given for the mm. banking space mm. Considering the huge market share of public sector banks, Mm. these uh, banks gain market share over their public sector counterparts. Mm. So, for these guys to grow their balance sheet at, let's say, 18-20% per annum Mm. year-on-year for many years in the future, Mm. it's visible. Mm. What can go wrong in this is if they do foolish things on uh, their asset side or uh, Mm. in terms of their lending. Or they go crazy in terms of trading exotics and Mm. like it happened in the West. Mm. Now RBI does not allow them to do funny things Mm. on derivatives and also that risk is taken away. Even if Mm. they want, they can't Mm. do that. On the asset side, there is a little bit of cyclicality in terms Mm. of the business cycle and so on. Mm. But one has to live with it. Mm. Except for that, these are no-brainers according to us. So mm-hmm. if they are available at let's say two times book, two and a half times book, mm-hmm. just go out and buy them. Now SDFC mm-hmm. bank may be a good investment, but we are slightly uncomfortable at the current valuations. We would not buy it at this point. So you, so you think so it's a good
0: bank, but the valuation is so that's mm-hmm. where the value thing comes yes.
1: in. So do we have a uh, uh, EPS forecast or cash flow forecast for Access or ICSA Bank five years from now, ten years from now, no. Correct.
0: That's okay. That's fine. Um, 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 um. So, uh, what about portfolio construction? Say you've got a whole bunch of um, ideas. How do you decide how much to put into them?
1: So, one, uh, in terms of portfolio sizing, we have broadly an idea of how many number of stocks we want or What is the portfolio size? So, Mm
0: -hmm. Why why that? So there is
1: a whole range of numbers you can have. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have a portfolio with three stocks or you can have a portfolio with maybe 150 stocks. Why come to a certain number? Minimum, we would have to have 10 stocks. That is something that Sebi mandates because you can't, invest more than 10% in one particular company.
2: Hmm. Now,
1: if you are to buy 100 stocks, what would happen is, even if your stock price doubles in one of the companies, your portfolio return goes up by 1%. Because you have put in only 1% hmm. in the company. Whereas if you buy, let's say, 10% in the company and that company goes bankrupt, you have a satyam kind of hmm. situation or Deccan Chronicle kind of situation it, your portfolio takes a big hit hmm. so there have been various uh, studies by academicians and practitioners on this as to the uh, stock thing. how many stocks should be there hmm. so people have come to a number somewhere 15, 20, 25 that gives you adequate diversification yet it does not tell you your best ideas hmm. so that's the whole thinking behavior Uh, Okay, so then, but then you're not equal bets, right? So, why have one sort of... So, it would be driven uh, one by uh, relative valuations uh, at the time of purchase. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be driven by uh, price movements while we are buying. So, some of the positions you'll see are very minuscule. Mm. Those are positions where we started buying and the price kept running away and we didn't feel like chasing it so you were left with a very small holding which is insignificant Uh, so sometimes we may not be able to build the full uh, position that we require it may be driven by liquidity considerations the weightage would change depending on the stock price movement if we have put in 4 percent in a stock and stock goes up 50 percent the weightage becomes 6 percent so Various considerations
0: would um, Do you have any caps of any sort?
1: Caps, one is obviously the 10% which is regulator driven. But otherwise we wouldn't in a particular sector uh, be more than 20%. 20% of the portfolio Both in form. one sector?
0: One particular sector. Part sector. Do you, uh, I'm just looking at it, uh, I'd say you'd be skewed towards small cap, right? Big
1: time. Uh, that would be true as far as the Indian uh,
0: yeah, comparison goes. You, your benchmark would be what? C N X Fund. Okay, so compared to five hundred, you would be skewed towards small cap. See, five
1: hundred is something that we have chosen because it's representative. It seventy five percent of that is overlapped with Nifty, which is mm-hmm. a widely tracked index. Mm-hmm. It also has a mid cap representation now. Our scheme is a go anywhere scheme. It is not that this kind of uh, market cap skew Mm. will remain always. Mm. If we find more value in large caps, we would go to large caps. It is not necessary that we will have this kind of uh, structuring. Mm. We do not start our investing process with whether it is a small cap or a mid cap or a large cap. Mm. We start with... Whether it's significantly undervalued to its intrinsic
0: liquidity plays no part.
1: Liquidity does play a part, but at our size, I don't think that constrains us too much. So at about 430, 440 crores, hmm. we have a lot of flexibility.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, what other considerations do you have when building the portfolio? I, is anything else you think about? So stop You talk about the, the research.
1: So. Uh, one thing that we uh, consider is uh, in our minds, we do not consider volatility as a risk. We okay. consider permanent loss of capital as risk. But despite saying that, we understand that investors who put in money don't want
2: hmm.
1: to see a yo yo in their
2: hmm.
1: uh, NAVs. Sure. So, what we do is one uh, at the cover itself, we say, unless you are Therefore, 5 years don't come to us. That is there in all the stationery that is there, uh, Mm -hmm. that we give to investors. It's there on the website. The second thing what we do is, there's a geographical diversification in terms of international stocks. Mm -hmm. We do not run currency exposure. So, most of the currency exposure is hedged to Indian rupees. That also generates an additional yield because Mm -hmm. rupee trades at a... Hmm. discount in the forward and the futures markets so uh, in many cases what happens is we get about three percent dividend yield in dollar terms Hmm. we get about five to six percent hedging yield Hmm. so we get almost a bond like eight nine percent yield on a regular basis and capital appreciation is over and above that
0: on the international on the
1: international portfolio so International diversification also reduces volatility Mm. for us because both markets may not move in tandem. Mm. The third is we opportunistically take advantage of these special situations. So, for example, currently we have United Spirits. Mm. So, here there is an open offer for it. We will tender all the shares that we have at a price which is known in advance. Mm. So, if we are going to get maybe a six seven percent return for one month holding it's not hmm. bad at all hmm.
0: okay. so overall uh, what would you say your comparative advantage would be in idea generation which is basically stock selection
1: we have numerous advantages actually if you and i'm not restricting myself to idea generation i'm looking at for uh, hmm. Everything. Hmm. So, given the current SEBI guidelines, given the current Indian tax laws, Hmm. we have kept all the flexibility that is allowed in this scheme. Hmm. What happens typically is that a fund house, even if the fund manager or the analyst can see an opportunity, Hmm. if the mandate does not give him that flexibility, Hmm. That fund manager will not be able to take advantage of that. So let us say someone is running a large cap fund and a mid cap opportunity arises, Mm. that person cannot. Or if someone is uh, running a thematic fund, so you have all these tigers and lion funds and infrastructure funds and all of that, you can't go beyond the sectors you have uh, set out for yourself. Mm. A lot of them don't have flexibility to remain in cash or remain liquid, Mm. that flexibility is there it's,
0: self-imposed. it's not like it's regulatory right
1: it's self-imposed but what they will do is they will have one large cap fund one mid cap fund one small cap fund uh, one infrastructure fund one banking fund now, if the client is savvy enough to choose those funds at the right time enter those and exit those and all of that then you would be smart enough to Ex- buy the underlying stocks if you are saying i am a investment manager for a retail client or mm. for any hni client
0: mm. i should but be doing that i understand i understand that that is in terms of the product design i'm talking about within once you got into the so thing. within
1: within the mm. uh, space so
0: mm.
1: one that gives an advantage in terms of mm. even if two persons see the same opportunity they mm. one can avail of it the other can't mm. the second is our fund size mm. That itself is an advantage because we
2: can go Hmm.
1: to a broader uh, number of stocks as compared to what someone who is managing let's say 5,000 crore uh, Hmm. in equities. Hmm. The third advantage that we have is we are uh, not looking at things on a month to month or a quarter to quarter basis. Hmm so the a lot of conversations that i hear hmm. uh, or that i am party to with some of the other fund managers hmm. i say they say "Well, what do you think what what are the investment ideas that you like so i say this is my hmm. fact sheet hmm. these are the so what do you like in this particular company hmm. i say this is what is going to play out over next 3 years 5 years hmm. oh but the sell side guys are saying next quarter will be bad hmm. let me look at it after one quarter hmm. That's the typical discussion that happens. Mm. So I am not trying to time it. Mm. So a lot of guys keep Mm. living quarter to quarter and Mm. uh, some of the email exchanges that I have are funny. They they say that uh, two quarters are eternity for me. I will lose my job if I don't
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) beat the indices for Mm. two quarters. We are not looking at that. Since Mm. we are asking for a mandate for five years, Mm. that's the kind of horizon we work with hmm. so that also gives us a huge advantage we
2: hmm.
1: can invest in hmm. out of uh, favor companies or hmm. so today everyone says dump your consumer staples get into cyclicals get into hmm. things like infrastructure and all hmm. and six months back everyone would say dump everything else get into consumer staples hmm. we are not forced to be uh, Operating on the basis of fads and fancies. Mm-hmm. We can last out a cycle.
0: In the way you um sort of so apart from a long term thing, in the way you look at stocks, um I was just telling I've also that from what um, I went along to a Motila Roswell conference and the way down there all was talking about modes and all that, sounded very similar. So sure. What would you say it's different? Is there anything different? How, so, for example, if I compare your portfolio to, say, Motilal Los Files, sounded similar, what do you think would turn out to be different?
1: I haven't honestly looked at their portfolio, so <laughs> mm. I wouldn't be able to comment, but uh, many a times mm. it's in the execution rather than
0: mm.
1: Mm. just so talking so, about something.
0: So, for example, uh, value investing, both of you talk about, but you also talk about behavioral finance. Give us an example of where you've actually applied the behavioral finance in your portfolio.
1: So, two instances that I can see, and although the uh, mutual fund is one year old, uh, we have been in the space for about 16 years now. We hmm. were earlier operating as a portfolio manager.
0: Is we it still, possible to get the track record for that as well? Uh, yeah, we
1: could. Just
0: yeah. for my personal research
1: purposes. Sure. So sure. I'm not, you know. so, uh, we were huge underperformers in 2007. Mm. We were huge underperformers in year 2000. Mm. So, we stayed out of the dot-com boom mm. and we stayed out of the real estate infrastructure and uh, commodities mm. boom in 2007. And it was not a marginal underperformance. The mm. Underperformance was to the extent of uh, we were up something like uh, within... Uh, Intra-year in 2007, we were up by about 5-7% as index was up some 45%. It was that kind of a huge underperformance. Now, knowing the follies that people fall trap to helps you take that in your stride. Otherwise, probably people would go in depression and uh, actually uh, Mr. Parekh was... In that kind of a situation in uh, Hmm. the year 2000, that's where he uh, actually said, let me stop investing. I'm not able to figure out anything. Let me Hmm. go to academics and Hmm. try and see if I'm missing something. Hmm. So it basically gives us courage to Hmm. uh, not fall prey to the normal mistakes. But say
0: for example, right now, uh, if you believe the TV Thing, we're starting a biggest bull run ever. Do you not run the risk of again um, being conservative because you don't say end up buying or getting into the bull run? Is that is that a risk now? Are you finding enough value? So,
1: one, we are saying that for the client, hmm how much money should come in fixed income and how much money should come in equity should be driven by that person's financial plan. Mm. It should be driven by his asset liability, mm. income expenditure, risk mm. appetite and mm. various factors. Mm. It cannot be driven by whether UPA 3 comes or whether NDA 2 comes. Mm. So, in our investing approach, nothing has changed Before May 16th and after May 16th, Mm -hmm. we were buying equities then and we are buying equities today. It's not that we are sitting on uh, some 40% cash and we think everything is overheated or so. Not right
0: now, not right now, but there's a risk at some point. So, what what I'm asking is when you do find that there's not enough stocks that are meeting your valuation guidelines, you don't mind going to cash and hopefully there'll be enough dips and things where you can buy, sell, right? I'm assuming that's what you're saying, right? Either that or you go
1: to a separate market segment. So uh, if you are in a year 2000 where Mm. everything which is in fancy is new economy, Mm. you find value in old economy. In 2007 where everything is real estate infra, and commodities, Mm. you buy ITC Uh, or if somewhere uh, Indian stocks are overheated, you buy international stocks so you always get opportunities and if ever that situation were to arise that mm. you think everything is overheated and uh, you are not finding values mm. then first stop taking fresh money that's a decision which has to be taken mm. second is communicate to investors that we are holding a lot of cash mm. so if you still believe in the momentum mm. take your money away otherwise stay put with us and ride out the cycle. Hmm. Okay. See, here okay. uh, about 8.5% of the corpus is our own money. The hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Promoters, sure. fund managers and all of that. And we disclose all details on the website on a continuous basis. Now, we, you don't, we don't want to damage our money. Hmm. So, uh, we, don't, we don't subscribe to this Charles Prince kind of philosophy, as long as the music is playing, we'll keep dancing, hmm. Citigroup, uh, hmm. in relation to the subprime crisis. Hmm. So, I would rather keep what I have than hmm. uh, put that money at risk. So, that is the primary driver. Hmm. And hopefully, by the time that situation comes, mm. we would have built sufficient buffer in terms of our performance that we can take a underperformance in stride. Mm. It, it's not that we are trying to outperform the market on every quarter or even every year basis. Mm. As long as we
0: do well over the years, it's fine. Do you, with, with all the, I mean, have you done an attribution analysis on your uh, performance? What would you say the main contributors were?
1: So in terms of attribution analysis, uh, you uh, do get stocks and sectors that do well and things Mm. that don't do so well. And then you try and apply it to the investing uh, process that you uh, do. But other than that, there's nothing, no... uh, Mm template that no, i can
0: no did, did you find that your um, contribution from stock selection was higher than sector if you do an attribution so
1: our approach is always stock selection that's not approach is uh, hay,
0: but if you do an msci bar de- risk decomposition, yes. it tells you okay actually your sector whatever have you tried doing that or no so uh, what happens is
1: in a lot of uh, companies that we own the companies themselves are the sector. So, hmm. uh, doing that hmm. becomes kind of difficult. Okay. So, for example, uh, now we have some three credit rating agencies, but at a point in time, we had two, and we had both of those Why in our I like portfolio. Them? Why do you
0: like them? You... I'll send you an article. Um, when you look at management, you are obviously looking at ethical management, right? In terms of what they do. Trading agencies is a good example. At least the industry you agreed wasn't ethical. Crystal is a subsidiary of SP. If SP was indicted, I'm sorry, Crystal can't have been too different. Isn't this not an example of where you know they're not ethical and you still remind them? So, do they
1: play on balance a positive role or do they play on balance a negative role? Is the question. And should SP be penalized or should S N B P be punished for what they did absolutely so they should be is
0: ethical, okay. so no
1: even ethical hmm. ethically what they did in terms of giving hmm. triple A's to hmm. very bad loans was hmm. ethically completely wrong hmm. so it's not that uh, they need to be absolved of
2: hmm.
1: what they did and if I were to be owning S N P hmm. as an investor, as an equity investor, hmm. I would suffer the consequences hmm. of that purchase. Hmm. There are two questions here: Is the entire activity superfluous, or should the uh, by legislation you should ban anyone from expressing an opinion on creditworthiness of any debt instrument? I don't think we should go.
0: No, no, no. Uh, the, I opinions should uh, be free market.
1: Yeah, I think that they serve a useful function. They, uh, one section of the company was behaving in a completely fraudulent manner and that section should be wound down in terms of uh, rating those subprime and those structured assets where no one has a clue. Well, to give you an example, uh, so uh, let us say Bank of America had a division which lost a lot of money. Should banking be stopped? Answer is no. So, catch those individuals, hang them if need be.
2: Hmm.
1: And there was an ethical lapse. But uh, do I think that SNP from top to the bottom is a completely unethical organization? I do not think so.
0: In any ethical lapses that have happened, it's not the whole organization. It's obviously um, some division or some people, right? Well, there are, athletic, whole,
1: there are whole organizations which are completely unethical. So, uh, uh, let's see if I have... Give you some names <coughs> if you just turn that off. so
0: well, uh, On the investment process, you want to say that the, the, the ex- point of the exercise is that if you cover up the name of the organization that you should be able to say, okay, this is so-and-so process and this is so-and-so's process. At the moment, everyone looks the same. Yet the outcome looks different, right? Portfolios look different. The performance is different. But um, people are not able to articulate what makes them different. So everything that you've said so far, I mean, it's logical. It's textbook stuff. I guess
1: every restaurant kitchen would more or less look the same. You'll have uh, well, a fire chef is burning. Some. So it would be in the execution of...
0: It is execution, but it, it's like I mean, I'm able to look at a Nigella and a Jamie Oliver and a Australian lady. There is very different approach to the cooking. Very different. I'm not able to articulate, get people to articulate what is so different about um, your approach or not yours, but everyone's. So I'm just asking, is there anything else that you want to say that would distinguish you?
2: Can't think of anything else.
0: Okay. Okay, what I'll do is, thank you, thanks a lot.